joining us here at My Talk, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Welcome back to the show. If you missed any of it, you can find it in podcast form. Like and subscribe also to Blinded by the Item. That's our other podcast. It's a show within a show. A show within a show. Okay. We have to talk about a viral moment. Viral well, moment. Well, it, was it wasn't just a viral moment. It was like just a moment. A viral vid. Well, a, a mom went viral for talking about something that went viral. Yes. How about yes. we put it The that initial way? Viral, viral. You know those Stanley Cups? <laughs> yes. Not the hockey thing. That's a hockey thing. Right? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. it's so confusing. We're talking about the company Stanley. And remember them uh, mugs they had at the Starbucks? They're for Valentine's Day. Is that what they were? They were pink mugs. Yeah. $50. Anyway, ever remember people were like busting into Starbucks yeah, at they, Target. Yeah. Guys were cutting in line. One guy just jumped the counter and, and grabbed ran a off box, a box and right? tried to run and people tackled him. Well, not only that, it's extending into the schools. And by that, I mean, it's leading to bullying. Oh, Uh, At least according to one mom who says her nine-year-old was bullied at school for not having a name brand Stanley Tumblr. Now, I want (laughs) to play about, and Mike, I linked the TikTok. That might be easier for you to play. What are you oafing? I just like, just hearing that someone, a kid was bullied for not having a Stanley Tumblr. Well, okay. I I want you to hear from her and we're going to play about a minute of it. And then I'm going to cut it off right about the time that I was like, oh. So I think you'll have the same experience. But Mike, if we could start from the beginning. The TikTok is not seemingly working. So oh. I'm just going to play the video from the article. Yeah, that's, that's cool. fine. From that's the beginning fine. about the same spot. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. She doesn't cuss, does she? No, she does not cuss. She's a mom. I usually like to keep things pretty fun, pretty Moms lighthearted. I do a lot of voiceover content. <laughs> With that being said, I'm going to keep this pretty short and sweet. Oh, she drops This him. is the cup that we got our daughter for Christmas. This is not a Stanley. This is a 9.98 Walmart cup that she said she thought was cute. She is nine years old. On the second day back to school after Christmas break, she comes home. She's not crying, she's just upset. The girls, all the other girls in her grade, I'm not saying all, maybe she said nine, 10 of them, all got Stanleys for Christmas. And they made sure to let her know that this is not a real Stanley, that this is fake and it's not as cool. So she comes home, she's upset, she asks if she can have a real Stanley. Do I think that a nine-year-old needs a Stanley? No. Do I have one? Yes, I have one. I don't have 50 Stanleys in all different colors. I'm not going to Target and fighting other women or moms to try and get the new Valentine's Day Stanley. I have one. So that being said, before you come at me, um, if you're a mom, if you're a parent, and you can do something to keep your child from getting made fun of, to help fit in, you're going to do it. So we went and bought her a 30 ounce Stanley. Okay. In our area. That's enough. I was like, but oh, you did no, the thing. No, 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 no. Yeah. So like, I get it. What oh. she's saying is like, I think we just chose to like, you know. Instead of a learning moment. I know, I, that's exactly what I thought, but I'm not a parent. So oftentimes I think I do yeah. that, that, you know, armchair parenting where you're like, if I were a parent, I would do this. But maybe she was just thinking, I don't want to deal with this anymore. So buy the kid the damn thing. But it's a $50 mug. That to me is the bigger issue. Why are we, why are people getting all bent out of shape for a $50? Why is there a $50 coffee mug, Dawn? Oh, God, don't get me started. This is well, just. Well, I, I, I'm trying to get you started so because that's the point of the show. There's several problems here. The bigger <laughs> overall problem is that people are going crazy about a mug. Okay. 
then the secondary problem is that they're giving that to their kids yeah. as a status symbol yeah. at school. Yeah. Then the third problem is that kids are bully- bullying other yeah. kids about it. That's where it should stop. Because the fourth problem is she gave in to the bullying. Yeah, there exactly. needs to be. It's easier to do that. Yes. And as a mom, I can say it is easier to do that. But nip it in the bud. You need to as call Barney those Fife parents and go, we need to have a talk. And then maybe maybe it's a learning moment at school. Yeah, and she talks about some of these things when the video goes on. I just thought, oh, but your first lesson was the uh, like, I I like, feel like that's the easiest one to do is place. just don't buy the. Well, no, no, because I as a child who had off brand everything growing up, me too. Like you know, I had like an off well until. Uh, Long story short, I had off-brand stuff as a kid. So, mm-hmm. I, like, I was in that family, and my mom was like, you're you're a child. I'm not spending that amount of money. You know, like, that would have been mm-hmm. the response at my home, and that's just the way it was. But I also understand, you know, like, not getting bullied, but maybe just being the kid that had the, like, knockoff stuff. That's a thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, I didn't maybe have the same bullying experience, but, yeah. like, I... I learned that that was a thing like that was important lesson for me to learn that people can be terrible over something really stupid and pointless. Exactly. And I'm not saying that nine year olds have the ability because their brain isn't developed yet. No. But the mother. Yes. I'm I'm not mom shaming her, but I'm just saying I wish she would have made a different choice. The other choice is harder. It is. It's about confronting people. Yeah. And other adults and having conversations. And that's why I said I don't want to second guess people's parenting because I get it. Like maybe this was like one of a hundred things and they were like, you know what? Just buy the dumb thing and then we don't have to deal with it anymore. But but there's another kid who doesn't have it. Exactly. And now we're adding to the problem. I know. And also, I just keep going back to a $50 tumbler that you what? A nine-year-old gets to have? A nine-year-old? Ha- like I'm still wrestling with the fact that kids have phones. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I know. so old. Yeah, yeah. Like I would, I just, I feel I'm like so glad that I didn't have to do that. Yeah. Well, my, you raised I'm, your daughter before the the yeah. same pressures that parents face today is what you're saying, right? Definitely. Like there wasn't, um, you know, when she was like older in high school, that's whenever every everybody started getting cell phones, really. Yeah. Like people had them, but she would just ask to use my phone and it w- didn't have video. It didn't yeah. have, it was just like a Blackberry probably, yeah. you know, something like that. My but. family, it was like my parents, t- that was like a value system or a value judgment for them. Like my car was, had to be secondhand. Mm-hmm. My computer oh, sure. was secondhand. Like we, I didn't have the latest and greatest of anything, but that was like, you know, and so I guess it's easy for me to see things through that lens because for my parents and therefore to me, that was a value lesson. Like they wanted me to understand. So that's important to me now. Mm -hmm. But I understand that maybe not everybody's parents, because, you know, I had friends who their parents got them the latest and greatest of everything. Yeah, Yeah, I had to use my, like, I would babysit all summer just to buy five polo shirts that I would rotate at school. Because it was so important for me. I did not want to be one of the poor kids. It was like embarrassing, you know, poor. I'm saying in relation to like other people that are just sending their kids to private school to do it. I went to Catholic school, but it was for the Catholic reason, you know. So anyway, that's a 
I did not have the latest and greatest of things yeah. either. So this has always happened. It's always happened. But Well, that's why I thought of all the problems that you listed with this story. To me, the easiest one is the lesson to the kid, which is like having the knockoff one. You got the thing. It's just not the thing you wanted. That's like a that's a reality that you have, as a person have to deal with in life. Like I'm not always going to be able to have the best and the biggest and what everybody else has because mm-hmm. maybe I can't afford it or maybe it's just not a goal of mine. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's a valuable lesson uh-huh. for, it is. for people. It is. But it's also got to be incredibly hard. Just in know, general, when your kid gets bullied and you have no control exactly. over it. You want to make terrible. it go away, I'm sure. Oh, my God, it's terrible. Yeah. It's like you want to go to school with them. You want to fight all their battles, but you know you can't. It's ugh. Well, and I would want to call up all those other parents like, Excuse me. Amen. Your children? Yeah, you that's know? what you should And she do. says later in the video, she's like, if I heard that my daughter was bullying another child mm-hmm. because of a cup, that my child would be writing a letter to your child, would be calling your house to apologize, yeah. you know. It, it could have been a symposium of moms coming together, <laughs> but those moms are already waiting in line for the Stanley Cup, well, yeah, the, the 12 the Stanley Cup. <laughs> so well, she says that too. They're like... There are people that have like closets full of these $50 tumblers. You're like, what is the point of that? And then their kids see it and the, those kids are going to have a whole big host of problems. Well, at later. least we've got it figured out, right? Sure. Society's problems are real easy to solve. Yeah. If you just, you know, pay attention. That's right. No, I know it's not always that easy. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was a fascinating story and slightly disturbing. When we come back. Speaking of fascinating and slightly disturbing, Suzanne Summers' late husband. Nope. Suzanne Summers' widower has some yeah. very fascinating. See, do you see what I did? I, I unintentionally do. Yeah. Yeah. passed it's him like away. It's like the Frankfurt thing earlier. Uh, what? It, when I was talking about the Guinness book, like the drinking the fastest cup of coffee in Frankfurt. And then you drank the coffee really fast after the segment and burnt your tongue but that's not what we're talking about we are going to talk about alan hamill's got some thoughts on his late wife's passing when we come back right here on my talk 1071 now it's time to choose you and get a healthier way of life with the livia way a lot of diet programs out there uh and Livia is tried and true. I did the program. And when you join Livia, you're going to receive a personalized doctor-recommended program tailored to your unique needs. That's the key here is because they look at your lifestyle as a whole and then they design a program that's paced, that's, uh, that is based on... Uh, programs that are based in nutrition and they can give you the tools and support and motivation you need to succeed. And you're going to get your three first three months free when you mention me and get on the Livia program. Uh, you might have tried a bunch of other things. I know how that is. But when I did the program, it was easy. It really does work. And you get that personalized plan. So three months free when you mention me. Call 855-GO-LIVIA or go to Livia.com. They're also offering Breakthrough weight loss medication options. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Bradley and Don, my talk 107.1. We are moving on to the land of Suzanne Summers. Of course, you probably know that um, she lost her battle to breast cancer this last year. And her widower, Alan Hamill, did a story talking about odd things that have happened at home since her death. Mm. And that he says, I'm a believer now that there is an afterlife. I just want to, before I get into some of the things that gave him signs, um, I just want to comment that they were married for almost 50 years. Yeah, they were together a very long time. I guess I did not remember that. I mean, they, she died at age 77 and just looking back at old pictures of her, like from Three's Company. Um, it's just so weird to look at that period of time. For me, it's like nostalgic childhood stuff. Oh, sure. But she was like a grown adult woman Mm. with this husband who ended up, I mean, they've just, they rarely spend an hour apart. This article says in page six in 55 years together. Um, so that's in Hollywood. That is even in life. It's just a a huge thing. I mean, he was instrumental in helping her post three's company. They really worked, breathed, lived, slept. I mean, they were together, like joined at the hip for the majority of their marriage. Yes. Yes. Um, he said it had to be consequently. I say that just to, to sort of underline that. It was incredibly, I'm sure, I mean, it's always tragic when you lose a loved one, especially a partner, but when it's somebody that you have been that close to for that long, you imagine that that creates some real, um, gosh, I don't even know what the word would be besides trauma, emptiness inside of a person. And you would definitely want to still feel their presence. And these things, he, I'm going to tell you what those are, but he said, um, I'm a believer now that there's an afterlife. I'm convinced of it. I think there's something we don't understand. I think there's a plane somewhere. After we discard our bodies, we still have a soul. I think our soul is energy. The soul must go somewhere and do something. So some of the things that have happened which you have some comments about where they lived, Palm Springs. Okay. It's beautiful. And um, in their home, some odd things have happened. Three things. He said, um, there were very, they were very strange. First, a hummingbird flew into our house and made the rounds in the kitchen and the living room and the dining room. And then the bird hovered in front of a framed picture of the two of them together. 
and then even landed on top of it and stayed there. It's very sweet. Yeah, that's very sweet. I mean, you could see where when somebody passes away, things that seem would seem mundane to other people or banal or just sort of run of the mill. Like, oh, that's a beautiful thing, but it yeah. happened and, you know, um, move on with your day. When you've had a traumatic event like that or a loss, you would it makes total sense that you would see something like that and apply some special meaning to it. Sure. Um, and then after that, I guess the fireplace started all by itself. No, that's kind of scary. After that, it says, I don't know if it was all at the same time, but the fireplace started and some music came on by Suzanne's favorite composer. Mm. Here it says composter. I would like to comment. Um, who was that? <laughs> this is page six. Page six, you're trash. Literally. Favorite composter. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do better, page six. Oh, you're right. Suzanne's favorite composter. That's not probably the correct transliteration. Of he's his... humming as he's dumping oh, no. his veggies into the... Yeah, into yeah, he's just... That's my favorite guy. He has a barrel outside. He turns it into mulch. Um, and then uh, he says that no one's ever heard of this guy. <laughs> he's a composter. Anyway, he's an obscure... Pull composer. yourself together, Don. Okay, he's this obscure composer. And my questions are, like, some music came on. Was it on the radio? And you just think that no one's heard of this guy, but you're just not aware? Yeah. So what you're struggling with is, are these things all just coincidental, or right. is there special meaning here? I guess that's really in his eyes, but yeah, and definitely, you have a unique perspective. I do. And I am not trying to take away anything from his experience, because I do think people, you know, show us signs that they're still around, for sure. I do paranormal paranormal stuff i wouldn't yeah. be doing it if i didn't wasn't curious about that the hummingbird thing though i think a lot of people think hummingbirds are people's spirits there's another example i've heard it before yeah tell and, me more uh so most recently on this season and in past seasons of the real housewives of beverly hills Kyle Richards and Kim Richards and Kathy, they're all three sisters. Kathy Hilton is Paris Hilton's mom. Also, aunt, you know, um, Kyle is her sister. So they're on the show anyway. So their mother passed away. It was really hard for them to deal with. They're still really mourning this. Um, And they think that hummingbirds are their mom. Like they just mentioned that Kyle and Kathy were fighting and Kim is like, well, remember that hummingbird. We found that dead hummingbird. There is a dead hummingbird on their porch. And Kim was like, that's mom. That's mom telling you, you guys shouldn't be fighting. And then they start crying and hugging. So is that like a thing? Because the other thing I was when I when I saw this story about Ellen Hamill and the hummingbird, I was like, having been to Palm Springs on more than one occasion, yeah. there are hummingbirds everywhere. Now, it would be unusual to have a hummingbird fly into your house and onto a particular painting. That I get. Yeah. But like the appearance of a hummingbird, you and Springs. I might find that to be rare in Minnesota, but in Palm Springs is pretty. Everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a fascinating story, Dawn. It is. And, uh, I don't know if hummingbirds are all dead people flying around. That's my point. Probably not. I don't want to burst anyone's bubble, but what do I know, huh? You know a lot, which is why we're going to play a game when we come back. And that, nope, we're not going to play a game. It's called Is Kate Middleton in the Hospital? We're going to talk about (laughs) finding Kate Middleton when we return. (laughs) 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Well, that's good news about the weather because you think, uh-oh, here we go. But it's going to be a little bit warmer next week, Mike said. Awesome. Uh, the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071. Thanks for joining us. And we need to talk about something that's been in the royal news. And we're kind of curious about it, I guess I, I would mean, say. I'm curious about it. I don't know about you, but Kate Middleton, apparently um, the headlines all today were about how she was hospitalized. Now, look, I don't care about specific medical issues, conditions. Mm-hmm. However, around the edges, I kind of do because celebrities and especially the royal family, this there's like what's going on with the royals is important to the british people and mm-hmm. of course it is not common for a member of the royal family to be out of commission and out of public duty for weeks at a time so of course we wish kate all the best and hope that whatever she's dealing with she's able to heal from or move forward from in a timely fashion but the headlines were that not only did she have a planned that she was going to be out for a planned uh, surgery that it was likely she would be then hospitalized for a period of up to two weeks following that surgery. Whoa! Which I thought that's interesting because, and again, I don't, I don't need to know all her details, but I mean, it's kind of unusual for a person to be hospitalized even though they're fine for two weeks, right? Like most, even if you have, like, let's just say, it says abdominal procedure. They also through TMZ, I don't know if their sources are correct, but if you believe their sources, they say it was non-cancerous, whatever this procedure was. Mm, And I thought, well, you know, would it be uncommon for a woman to have some sort of uh, procedure like um, dealing with, you know, her her reproductive organs or something like that, right? Like Mm -hmm. a hysterectomy or, I mean, that's not uncommon. Yeah. But like, as you and I, when we were talking about this off the air, as you pointed out, like, they kicked me out that day. They wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> I had one. I mean, I know she's she's Kate Middleton. This is America. And this but... is the United States. And remember, this is the same country that after you have a baby, they push you out into they the public that day. walk out on that. You they know, do that. Yeah, exactly. Everybody does that where you just gave birth and you better have your hair and makeup done because you're walking to show off the child. Yeah. Which so, Megan was like, I'm not doing that. Remember? Exactly. Well, exactly. One of the things that Megan yes. was like, no, absolutely not, not right away. Exactly, and it, and so I just find this whole thing curious, and I'm not saying we need to get to the bottom of it, but it, it just seems interesting, especially when you realize, and I didn't know this, but according to uh, the headlines, she has not been in, um, she hasn't been seen, at least if you believe the Daily Mail since she attended the Royal Family's Christmas Day church service 23 days ago. That oh. was her last public appearance. I don't, I'm not a huge watcher of Kate Middleton, so I don't know if that's exactly true, but that 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 seems a little suspicious, no? It It is. Um, it's it's kind of troubling. Um, 
Yeah, you just hope everything is okay, but that, yeah. again, if it's something routine, I just feel like it's, what is routine that they keep you in the hospital for two weeks? I mean, I know this is America and everything, but, you know, if, if she had some procedure that would, I don't know, it's weird. Because you'd think if it was like a procedure, she has it done, then they send her back to whatever, you know, to. At are they home. in Kensington? Where are they? Yeah, Kensington. They're at Kensington Palace. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would imagine that, you know, they can have all manner of doctors and nurses and stuff be with her in the home. So, interesting choice that she would be away. Anyway, that is all to say we have no idea what's going on. It just seems curious, which I know is not a very comforting resolution to the story. But when I started reading it, I was like, this something, something. Something's weird. Something doesn't seem right here. Uh, also, they are really into making sure that they use or like use things in a way that the public uses. Like what they have privilege, mm. yes, but they also do oh, things like sure. uh, they go on the train and they use public transport. Yeah, or know? take regular airline flights. Exactly. Yeah. So I think they use the healthcare system the same way anybody else does. Yeah, in England, which is you know but again even in the national health care system like the, the i feel like the criticism is always that like it takes a long time to have oh, i just feel like they're not rushing to let people stay in a hospital for two weeks at a time now again there's probably a very good reason and no doubt we will come to find out if we're meant to what exactly yeah. happened so i'm not trying to be unnecessarily probing but let's just throw out there it's a planned abdominal surgery maybe would it be so terrible to have a tummy tuck and you well, don't oh, talk about so it. So I'm glad you mentioned this because I this was an area of speculation that is crazy rampant on social media. So I went to social media. Whenever I see stories like this where it's like, I don't, what does this mean? I'll go to Twitter. And I know you're like, that's horrible. But the reason I go is because I want to see, like, where are the conspiracy theories? Mm-hmm. What are the things that people are speculating about? And a lot of people are speculating like, oh, she had plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. That's why she's out of the public spotlight. Which... I don't know if you would have you would go to a normal hospital though for that. I don't know. But that was definitely a lot of the conversation in the comments is that this was just I know it them takes trying a, to avoid people noticing that she had plastic surgery. If you do a traditional like liposuction, my aunt did that even though she would never admit it, but we're like okay. <laughs> but she you just busted your aunt. <laughs> but it's not, she wasn't clear about it for a very long time. And then she finally, like, I don't want to say admitted to it, yeah. but she talked about the experience. So this is secondhand information, but she had like her hips, her stomach, you know, a large area of her middle section done. And she said that she felt like she was hit by a bus mm. and she was black and blue, blue all over. So it took a long time to recover yeah. from that. Now, this is old school lipo I'm talking about. Yeah. Like I in don't the think 80s. Kate Middleton's getting old school lipo. Right. But so I'm just trying to think of, yeah. I know that yeah, yeah, procedure yeah. took her at least two weeks to recover yeah. from. I'm just saying that the social media is being petty and assuming that this is, you know, but we're something not. superficial. We are totally petty. That's why I told you about the what social media says. But okay. you see, then I can go. Social media is petty. Yeah. We don't do that. Exactly. I mean, I don't know, honestly. Like, yeah, I and- would tell you if, like, ooh, that smells like this. Have you seen anything in the blinds, Mike? Um, I'm actually going through them right now, trying to find something from today. Cause that Again, not been- that I would expect they would have all the details, yeah. but I do feel like that would be a common topic for conversation, especially because we know the blinds love 
to sort of go after, you know, not well, just Harry and Meghan, but also William and Kate. Like there's two sides. You're either super on team Kate and William. Well, and that's apparent the in the, in the, on social media, like yeah. in, on Twitter, people are just like, oh, like how long before we see stories um, accusing Meghan of being responsible for Kate's you know, two week hospital stay. Oh. I was like, Ooh. oh my God. I got it oh. here. Uh, according, and again, and this is according to some blind names, there was maybe a risky pregnancy that was part of this. Mm. And there was a pl- problem with a risky pregnancy, oh. which is why the emergency surgery was needed, not planned. And then this goes on not to say planned. that um, the ginger hair one, of course, Harry wanted to reach out and see if he could go over and uh, spend time with the family given all the health emergencies, but you know who said no. Well, do you know who? I wonder if that's the king. That would be Charles, I would assume. Who also is dealing, because this was the other news today, Mm -hmm. was that he's going undergoing like a prostate procedure, but totally common. Yeah. And that's what they're talking about with all the health uh, things going on over there. So I don't know. Again, that's just what the blinds are saying. That's that's interesting. Well, that would make sense. Maybe they're doing like IVF or something like that. True. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or they just want to observe and keep her immobile for a while to ensure that if she is pregnant, that you know she's under supervision. That that would make total sense. Absolutely, especially especially if you're like on bed rest or something. I just feel like this is one of those stories where like a doctor or like a hospital person. (laughs) What do we call hospital people? Mm. Doctors and nurses. (laughs) Yeah. That a professional would be like, oh, it's probably blah blah blah. Yeah. Right. Because they're like, well, the only reason we would admit someone for two weeks is for this reason. Yeah. Don't make us Google. No, don't make us Google. Why? But we're we going that? to. I'm going to. Okay. Right I read now. further. The uh-huh. who you know who they're referring to is Meghan Markle because of course you know the blinds hate Meghan Markle. Oh, but they're saying she oh, said like no. She like, you, you can't. can't go. You can't go see your family. That's trash. Yeah, I agree. But. Maybe the first part is true. Who knows? I love that they have to work Harry and Meghan into yep. every damn story. <laughs> like these people, like no doubt there is a problematic relationship between the four of those people, right? For obvious reasons. It's well documented. But to have to connect them to everything that's going on in the other couple's life seems a little bit of a stretch. What did you find? Mm, it's just like there. there's a question that says how to spend a week or two in the hospital. Like, to tell you how. Hospitals are crowded now. Find a private hospital. Check in if they will admit you. Your insurance may not pay. It's expensive. That's the dumbest thing I've heard. I think Google needs help. Yeah. Um, What is the average length of stay in a hospital? It's 4.5 days. That's the average? But you're looking at an average of all people. Yeah. Talking about babies to dead, you know? (laughs) Okay. Babies to dead. (laughs) And somewhere in between I mean, is the average. It's just all people, whether or not they're one day old or yeah. 120. Yeah. I, so the average. <laughs> but I don't think age has anything to do with how long you're in the hospital. Yeah, but <laughs> babies and the I olds. I know, I know, and the olds. The olds, they yeah. probably stay oh, I longer. Get it. I get you it. Um, well, that's totally insightful and yet not at all. So, But I feel like I've learned something. I'm glad we put our heads together in this one because I yeah. feel like we actually did learn something, even though we have no information on what's actually going on. At the end of the day, I hope that, um, you know, she's okay and everything's fine. I do too. Yeah. Underlying all of this. Yeah. We're speculating what could it be, but then ultimately we really do hope. Oh, yeah. That of she's course. Okay. We're not like. It sounds serious if it is something for two weeks. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. And 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 the fact that they mentioned it, mm. you know, it's commendable because they're obviously they want people to know to be informed that, that there's a reason she hasn't been seen in public because we don't want to have it turn into a Shelley Miscavige situation. <laughs> yeah, suddenly where's Shelley? The royal family Kate? is Scientology. Yeah, well, I mean, watch yeah. the Crown. You might yeah. <laughs> agree. There are some similarities. Uh, okay, now is the time when we leave. And then when we come back, we're going to play yeah. a game, unlike the segment before, which I tried to shoehorn the game into. <laughs> when we come back, Mike's got a game for us. We'll find out what game we're playing when he spins his game show roulette wheel only on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on Mike Talk 1071.